Welcome to the Practical Magic Podcast, a weekly dive into ways in which we can live a calmer, more creative and empowered life on our own terms, full of vibrancy and entirely unapologetic. I'm Kate Taylor, Life Design and Empowerment Coach, and I'm on a mission to help you live a big, bold and beautiful life through my blended melting pot of goodness I call Practical Magic. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a special recording of the Practical Magic Podcast Along with Matt Taylor's Soul Pod Party, we are joining forces again for another session with you where we want to share some words today around going beyond our nature and getting uncomfortable with some of the uncomfortable acts of kindness. So what we're really noticing at this time is life in lockdown. We're, we're noticing the duality. We're noticing two sides of what's going on, the, the hoarding versus the sharing, the going out versus the staying in, the not distancing versus the distancing, the holding on to things versus letting go and contracting versus expanding, the me versus the we, the self versus society. And how we show up in our humanness at this time reflects our relationship to the world. And in our time of lockdown, as we've seen, nature's writing herself. With no planes in the sky and less heavy industrial activity and not so many cars on the road, she's coming back to homeostasis. She's coming back to balance. And what this is doing is really shining a light on some of the uncomfortable truths that were always there, but in the light of COVID-19, we can't ignore them anymore. And it's shining a light on the truth that in order for us to live in harmony and balance, we've got to go beyond our nature and strike more or give more, share more than taking from our natural resources. It was Earth Day yesterday and in this time of really reverence of being within the nature of ourselves, we've got to connect to the nature without of ourselves. And we've got to receive, give and share to live a more balanced life. And so what Matt and I want to talk about today is this, as human beings as social creatures or being human in a society, what is the spiritual balance of receiving and sharing? So, Matt, hello, gorgeous one. Hi. Do you want to share a bit more with us about what receiving and what is sharing and, and how this is spiritual? Yeah, sure. And it's great to be with you, Kate. I always enjoy when we get an opportunity We've to do We've literally podcasts. been in tears laughing before this, so we'll try and keep it together for this yeah, one. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's it. So I thought it might be really good, you know, time to, in this kind of moment of history, cause to talk about sharing and receiving. Um, I think it's really to try and understand it more as a spiritual concept where I think people confuse it a little bit with giving and taking, you know, I did this for you. Why don't you do this for me? And we're with the spreadsheet and we're calculating it all out. And we've got like, who owes what to whom? And, you know, we're not really about this so much on the spiritual level. Also some people think it's like I give and I give and I give and I give and I don't get anything back. And that's not really spirituality either. You know, it's not all a case about like, Overgiving and under receiving or over receiving and under giving it's not really about that sharing and receiving is a very different concept and, and i don't even know if i fully understand it because it's such a it's such a beautiful concept and such an endless concept that you can talk about it in so many different ways and come at it from so many different angles but i guess from like if you look at it from what we are that that human beings cannot exist alone 
you know if we go out and we remove ourselves from society and we put ourselves on an island i mean you can only do that so long before you you know you can't you realize you can't do everything for yourself you you can't you know you can't feed yourself you can't maybe clothe yourself you can't build your own house and maybe you work out some things in between but then there's the communication the connection the you know the touch and everything else that comes from being with another human being that you know we need as human beings so what the kabbalists are saying you know from the the, the ancient text from the wisdom is that human beings are societal in nature and of course we have our own individual process our spiritual work which is called a tikkun a t-i-double-k-u-n a tikkun is our spiritual work it's the work we've come to do so we have our individual free will to do that work or not but we do it within the context of being societal creatures. And so from that aspect, we have a nature within us of receiving and sharing. Yeah. So I'm going to do something for a society and society will do something for me. So one of the interesting things is that that for that to work, there needs to be some kind of balance in the system. Yeah. That what I'm receiving and what I'm sharing is in balance. Yes. So it kind of, goes against what other people think are giving and taking because people often think you've got to overtake and undergive or overgive and undertake. And, you know, so it's not really about that. In fact, Kabbalah actually means to receive. So we're supposed to be receiving. We're supposed to be, you know, receiving energy from receiving breath, receiving our body, receiving sight, receiving uh, ability to hear, uh, ability to have friends, whatever we're receiving all the time. So people say, "Oh, I need to learn to receive." That's kind of an ego because you are receiving. I mean, and someone's moving. Who's moving? Pluto. You. So you know, it's, it'll be, we've got a, a system that works everything for us. You know, so we are receiving. So there's no problem with receiving, and we are sharing. But how do we get more more connected to that and better at it? So it's interesting what the Kabbalists say because in, in Kabbalah, the word, the Aramaic word for nature is ha-teva. And the, and the Aramaic word for light, um, which is Elohim, both are with the numerical value of 86. So light, the light force and the cosmic force that moves Pluto, makes the sun shine and keeps the earth spinning, and the nature that we live within are one in the same. They're one in the same. And it's so it's, it's very interesting that the nature that we live within is the same as the universe that we live within. So that ability to live within the context of nature and our society is always reflects our ability with the bigger, our connection to the bigger cosmos. So non-sharing societies are in, 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 in some ways where the society is more about me it's more about individualism. Always Mother Nature will come in and realign that for us. Always put that back in balance. Yep. So the light force in itself, the universal force in itself is always in balance. It's always in harmony. It's all at one with itself. Yes. And so it created a system with nature that if ever human beings as a society are out of balance with that, then Mother Nature kind of kicks in and reworks us back into balance of our sharing and receiving.
Do you know what? As you say that, I'm reminded of um, a, a wonderful friend of mine, Katie Taylor, another Katie Taylor. Um, we did a workshop together and she was sharing a post from Sarah Ferguson, Fergie. And she had a, an Instagram picture of a cherry tree. And underneath in the caption, it said, Mother Nature has sent us to our rooms like the spoiled brats that we are how are we going to learn from this and i just thought that was such an incredible way of mother of showing that we've taken and taken and taken and taken and taken and then it's like uh uh no off you off you go get yep, to your room absolutely so think about what you've done absolutely so consequences such as fires droughts disasters plagues viruses all of that are exactly that that, that, that something comes in it's bigger than that that reminds us that there's something that's bigger than us is something that we need to be in order with, something we need to be aligned with, more respectful of, and more, more conscious of. So it's it's it. So always, whenever we are out of balance, we conclude in what the Kabbalists call the law of nature. So it's the law of nature. You, there's no escape of it. There's no like law around it that we can come up with our one percent. It's built into our system that being an infinite life force we're always rebalancing and push back into alignment so we're actually back in a pain reality and we're forced to learn balance and restriction so you know not the restriction being okay i'm want to take more but i'm going to pull back myself it's a self-modulating act a self sort of discipline this restriction where i want to take more so in order to recover from this kind of self-focused you know self i'm self-aware I'm self-healing, I'm self-helping, I'm neoliberal, I'm capitalist, I'm new age and all the me, and I'm going on my own journey. And in order to recover from all of that selfness and that individual focus, that we need to go to our next level and we need to go to a new, new age so, so that no one is left behind, you see? Because all this individualism leaves people behind. We're not sharing in order to keep a balance in the system. So, so, and what that will create, and in order for us to do that, we need to have more time and more wisdom, which is the opposite of what we were doing before, right? We're seeking to fill our time and live in logic. If I have more money and more houses, I'm better off. All about my, my security, right? But the wisdom will be that the new systems and the way that we connect more are gonna be more with nature and more with the light. Yes, absolutely. And we were talking about this beforehand, weren't we? Because we were both in ourselves talking about what has been, what we're noticing about how we show up our work and how we feel in ourselves in this time. And what I'm really hearing so much from other people is that we, people don't want, we don't want it to go back to the way it was. And that's when people say that, because language is such a vibration, what they're not, what they're saying is, yes, I don't want to, it to go back to the way it was, but that's a bigger thing. It's a bigger thing of, I know that the world, I feel that the world was hurting and I want the world to recover. And I feel that my world was hurting and I want my world to recover. So as you're sharing there, it comes from that individualistic and it goes out into the wider sense. Now, I know you and I shared um, a couple of weeks ago because you reached out to me on, on WhatsApp and, uh, and you said, how are you doing, babe? And I was like, I'm hurting. I feel like I've got the sadness of the world because I'm looking around at people who are 
who are in the self they're in the me and they feel the need to keep gathering together and and flouting the fact that you know that we are in crisis and that was I felt a real sense of heaviness and the grief around that and you were like it's okay we're all learning our lessons we're all learning our lessons and the more that we learn these lessons and share with each other things it may take a bit longer for some people and it but we we will get there so what I really wanted to share about was about the um in order for us to get into because what we're talking about here is that I what I loved about you saying is it, it's not just about the I and it has to come to a, a wider sense of we and of the universe and all and when we can recognize and heal that within ourselves then it means that there's more for us to give and receive in we become expansive and that's the natural state of flow and abundance isn't it so you know when we're living in that state of flow and abundance rather than in lack because when we're in when we're in i i don't have enough there's not enough everybody else has got more than me it's going to run out how am i going to be able to afford to feed myself or my family or whatever that is and i know these are natural things for us to worry about and concern ourselves and feel anxiety from but the natural state of abundance is the natural state of the universe and flow isn't it so money will come in and money will flow out and jobs will come in and jobs will flow out and health will be here or health will not or it might we might return to wellness we might not but when we're living in that place of lack what we receive is lack that in itself is a natural state of of flow when we take more when we hoard more when we cast judgments on other people or we judgments on ourselves or where we compare ourselves we drink the poison we literally become the poison don't we so our job here in terms of sharing and and receiving and sharing receiving in a natural state of flow and abundance is to trust and surrender to give more to share more to give up the grabbiness of needing to have something in in return is that the reciprocity is going to happen naturally that the reciprocity and, and i find myself in my own ego here sometimes and i know we've talked about this before matt it's like oh but i do everything for everybody else why don't i get this in return and it's like well maybe i'm looking in the wrong places maybe my ego is looking in the wrong places to feel that validation when actually when you look at everything that's flowing in an abundance around it's just a different energy so we have to remove ourselves from our expectation of how we think that's going to show up and allow that to be now i know it's easier said than done but you know as we're feeling more into this how can we learn to share and receive so for example if this is showing up for you and you're feeling that really stuck place and it feels like the world is not showing up for you in a way like if you're taking all the free online courses at the moment that's great that's great really feel into that energy of what's working for you but make sure that you donate or buy something in return because that's showing a way of showing up that shows a gratitude or give something back that's going to help in causes in another way and don't expect to take more than you're prepared to give and then wonder why money work and love isn't flowing your way and notice if you are feeling that sense of lack where is it the lack in you that that's mirroring out
Yeah. Beautiful. I mean, that's, that's exactly it. And I mean, to, 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 to sort of, if you want to eliminate that, that um, part of life where you feel like things can, can go wrong or things can have a lack or things can go into down the wrong path for you, then the only way is to connect to that bigger, that bigger entity outside of you because the bigger entity, the connecting more to the light system gives you the certainty. It gives you the order and it gives you the balance as an energy that feeds into everything that you're doing. It's an, you know, all the energy goes into it and that infinite, that sense of infiniteness, that immortality, that ongoingness that we want in our lives of things to continue and get better overrides the forces of lack and connects us to that abundance, certainty and fulfillment that we seek. So, you know, my teacher's teacher always says, when we get busy with others, the universe gets busy with me. And I think if you're to take anything away from that, it's such a beautiful thing to remember because it gives us the certainty that when I'm outside of myself and yes, concerned with myself to a degree, but also outside of myself to a degree, then the universe can kick in and help you. But if you decide to do it all yourself and figure it out in your own 1% mind and your own little logic in our own little mind, and it's telling us with all the voices and we don't know which one to listen to, and we've got the ifs and the buts, well, fine. But I know if I give myself over to that bigger thing, I don't really have that conversation. There's a sense of certainty and, and oneness with everything. So when we have the motivation to, to go and, and lift society to its highest potential, the creative life lifts us to that creative potential as well. So you get the inspirations, you get the connections, you get the downloads, you get the visions, you get the ideas, you get the protection that lift you into that bigger vessel to receive and therefore go to a higher level of life. So, what we're encouraging here is to love your neighbor because once you love your neighbor, it excites, not just because you're nice or you're kind. I know a lot of nice and kind people going nowhere in their, <laughs> in their life. <laughs> yes, but it, it's a technology. It's a, it's a button to press. And, and so when you love your neighbor, it excites that ordered, natural, cosmic system to awaken and the ability to increase the abundance in your world. Yeah. So it's like having a shop and you're allowed in that shop and there's no one working in that shop. You can take as much as, or as little as you want and think that there's no one watching you. Yeah. But all those actions, actions of taking, um, are, are noted in the cosmic system and, and this creates an effect of, of what we call situations of development, what the Kabbalists call the situations of development. And so what are the situations, what does that mean, Matt, situations of development? Okay, so situation, like in the first word that I said, so we have a tikkun, we come with spiritual work, that, that the reason why we're in this reality is that we are wanting to do some kind of work that takes us from a negative place to a positive place. I come into the world, I'm this, I come out of the world and I'm better, right? It's a natural instinct within us, okay? So that also happens on a global or societal level, ever like a global tikkun, a global work to do, yeah? 
So this law of development is, is, is that the world, the societies must go through situations until all the negativity is erased and we're all back in balance, right? So the only ever choice, only ever choice that we really have is, am I revealing light or am I taking something for myself? Yeah, am I busy with me and my needs only or am I got a bigger picture with what I'm doing? That sharing is the bigger picture, yeah? That sharing is like a, 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 an awareness of not of myself and also others, right? So it's the we living, yeah? So this means that any situation can only last for a limited time, right? So, for example, this virus, it can only last for a limited time, long enough for the for humankind to rectify the imbalance and reveal light and recognize that there's a better way of living, right? So it's only about recognizing there's a better way of living because we're in a free will, right? So when people say, will the world be better? It's your choice based on your spiritual work, right? If you want to go into the better reality of life, you can, with all the awakenings and realizations and things that you noticed about yourself and the things, the way the world was and when it, what you loved and what you didn't like, that's not up to the world to work out. In, in other words, you work it out. That's up to us to work out. That's up to a collective to work out. Now, some people won't do it and some people go immediately back to their own state. And you can use that as an excuse to go back to yours. There's nothing problem with that. It's free will. But the people who don't and the people who choose to live in all their growth and all their recognition and all of their, the world would be better if it was more like this, will go into a different reality. So people may complain about there being a financial divide or a political divide or a power divide. Those divides will not exist. What will exist after this moment is a spiritual divide. So people who are doing the more work, the harder work of sharing, being more conscious, more aware, growing in themselves, trusting in the universe, and people who don't, that will be the next divide after this. And so there'll be, a, it'll be more about time and wisdom. Yep. People who will be able, people going into the spiritual connected energetic reality of the cosmos and the nature that they live with will have the time and the wisdom to deal with this. Yes, because people who have consciousness love this moment. They've got time and they can develop their wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. People yeah. who are rejecting that notion and trying to get busy with what about my things and my needs are not opening up. And that's okay because something will come and eventually we'll get there. This is the law of development that something comes in to awaken us. There must be something that overrides us and shows us where we're going off in our spiritual work and helps transform us in order to complete our fullest human task, which is eradicating negativity and revealing light in the world. Mm. So sharing is the proactive like force field and an ongoing open, open opportunity that for higher sharing is not really learned but unless you have this law of development where something bigger comes in and pushes you to, to awaken, then that's a critical mass of consciousness starting to happen is what and the Kabbalists explain. And it shows up explain. for us. Yes. Yeah. And it shows up for us in, in our, in our everyday lives and energetically, doesn't it? Because when you, when you feel into the fact that we are all connected. So when we're taking from someone, we're taking from ourselves. When we're sharing with each other, we're sharing with each other. 
when we're sharing from ourselves we're sharing that somebody else is sharing with us when we're giving ourselves to away too much to other people then we're taking from them you know if i liken that to a fact that, and i notice this a lot and i notice this with particularly with mums who uh, are giving everything away to make sure that their little ones are looked after, that they're homeschooled, that, that they're getting the nutrition. And that's totally like, obviously that is a place from where they nurture, where people nurture, but then they start giving away too much of themselves. Like there's nothing left for them. And then what happens in, in terms of that connection is that then they're taking away or the potential is to take away from someone else, from somebody they may be in their relationship with because there's that need to control if i control the way that everybody in within my room in my group in my home is looked after then there's no need for them to do anything but actually you're taking away the opportunity from somebody else to be able to share their part in that and that's for all of us to take notice of isn't it whether that's yeah, and you can also follow, as you say follow the breadcrumbs you can also follow yeah. the breadcrumbs as to what child of child you're going to get yes yeah yeah so not only what type of mum you're going to become where it's a bit drained and you gave everything away but you'll have a child that expects everything yeah yeah so it it, it works exactly that. it's a great example i also had another example of of, of of a person i know who who she leads a book club and she's here in spain and she doesn't have any motivation to read but she but she leads the book club and she feels as though she's got to keep organizing it and she's got a burden on her and she said, oh, I had to give it away. And I said, that's great, that's sharing. But because it's so against her nature, she, she takes on burdens and responsibilities so much that it's against her nature to give anything away to, to, for someone else to do. So in fact, it's an act of sharing because it's allowing somebody else to have a go. It's not all about her problems. It's great, you know? So sharing, and I think that, you know, these two examples, sharing and receiving shows up in just the smallest Mm. It shows up in small things, but small things are uncomfortable. That's, mm. that's what we've got to awaken is that sense of uncomfortability in order in our sharing, in our kindness, in our care. Where is it uncomfortable for me to be yeah. kinder? Where is it uncomfortable for me? And that's inside of us. That's not with money or with time or with beautiful houses and cars. They're lovely to share with other people. And I don't want you to stop doing it. But the sh real sharing is where is it uncomfortable inside me to share? In fact, it may be really comfortable for me to give myself away to my, to my child, right? So it's not really sharing. It's just like giving away. And later you'll be calculating it all back. And why have I got a child like this? And what have I done to deserve that? For sure. For sure. So it's about connecting to what the child needs that may be uncomfortable. Maybe yeah. that, you know, to restrict a little bit more on, on what you're giving. Uh, in order for the bigger bigger picture lesson you know yeah a, and yeah. and i that the way that that shows up in for listeners is noticing where you're feeling that sense of resentment mm. because it may seem like that sense of resentment is oh i'm not supported by my partner and i have to do all of the stuff but it's got nothing to do with them has it no because it's, we created that reality too, yeah exactly. you're giving too much of yourself away that's right. So it's get, again, getting curious and getting curious and getting curious. What's the yes. bigger picture here? Yes. Yeah. It, it, the, the, the husband is helping you. It's a law of development because yeah. the husband is showing you where you 
allowed all that to happen yeah. by not by not balancing your sharing and receiving by going into giving and taking so in actual fact if he's making life uncomfortable for you because he's doing things you need to you need to look inside absolutely mm -hmm. and then from that place you can heal it and everything will change in your reality around that but if you go to look to control the husband then you've got no chance, no? Because you're trying to control something outside of you. So this law of development is constantly pushing into the inside of us, into the really deepest parts of us in order to detox out at the soul level something that is, keeps creating this reality that I need to readjust in. And they could be very world things like we're having now and very personal things. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Sometimes it's, you know, like birthday cakes. I find birthdays really interesting and birthday cakes very interesting. You know, the person that makes the birthday cake, yeah. right? The person that makes the birthday cake, what I notice is that they bring out the cake and they almost push the person who's having the birthday out of their chair in order to show I've done the cake. It's so true. <laughs> I'm it? so guilty of that. Look, <laughs> look at what I've done here. Look what I <gasps> Oh my god. <laughs> I'm getting all kinds of yeah. I'm, kinds yeah. Of birthday cake person. I, I really think <laughs> birthday cake person is the kind of thing where I can make cakes, it's very easy, that's what I'm gonna do. But what I'm really looking for is bringing out the cake so everyone recognizes and gives me the recognition for the cake maker. Yeah. No, you couldn't put the cake like in the kitchen, just leave it there and let someone else bring it and you know and let the person have their birthday song, you couldn't step up, right? No, oh my God. Yes. This is me. This is literally, <laughs> I don't make the cake. I might buy the cake, but I mine's the whole show of, look, I've lit all the candles and I put sparklers on here for you yeah, as well. Yeah. Aren't I amazing? I we do, we do. We're birthday, we're birthday cake people in all sorts of situations. Okay, where it's not about the sharing, it's about, Look what I did. The recognition. Look at the recognition. Yeah. And you work out, like if I bring it out at this moment, then this is when everybody's in the room. So we're coming with all this agenda. We're coming with all this recognition. And we, you know, you're the birthday cake person. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who's this for? I don't even know. What's your name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so really, you know, when you're really sharing, when you're just giving for the sake of sharing, right? There's no agenda. There's no calculation. There's no spreadsheet. There's no overthinking. And when you're not looking for recognition, mm. when you're not looking for something back, right? But what about me? I've lost. I've just given away something. What about what I can get back? You have to give over to the divinity of the, of the divine force that, you know, that it saw you. Okay. Mm. You're with it and you're connecting to it, right? not just that five seconds of fame of your birthday cake, right? You're connecting to something bigger, which in the, in the cosmic system gives you your balance, gives you your everything, your abundance back. It'll give you two birthday cakes back, you know? Don't worry about it, yeah? You've got to have, you, the whole design of the technology of sharing is not to be a good person. It's to connect to something that balances you, that gives you abundance, that gives you fulfillment, that gives you joy. It's a technology, not another, the, not another ego. In the same ego. way, yes. like yes. you say, in the same way that the universe does, in the same way that nature does. It doesn't, you know, the, the birds don't look to take more than they need to. The trees don't look to take up more space. They just exist and they share because that's 
what they are here to do is to yeah. be life givers. That's right. They they're in that. they just have a consciousness of giving, of sharing yeah. outside yeah, yeah, of themselves. Yeah. That's yeah. what makes them like the universe. Because when we connect to that side of us, I think it's a great point, Kate. When we connect to that thing that's bigger than us or outside of us in our true sharing, then we, we are like God. We are like that light. We are like the cosmos, you see? That's what it's doing. So we become like it. And therefore, we're in that system. So this has opened up a really beautiful conversation. And I hope for those of you listening, you're listening, absorbing, taking this in, having a moment of presence with yourself, giving yourself this opportunity to stop and, and, and listen. So what can you do? I'm asking you as our listeners, what can you do to share better? What are your ideas for sharing that don't come from a place of having an agenda to them? especially at this time, what is this time giving you the opportunity to be in a place? So Matt, thank you so much. This has been a wonderful conversation. I always enjoy listening to you. Now Matt and I did a workshop a few weeks back, which was all about the power of change. And we're going to be hosting a workshop on the 14th of May, which is opening the space for a miracle feels really beautiful i know i'm excited about it i know me too (laughs) so we will um make sure that the link is up for that for any of you who wish to join us it will be an evening session where matt and i will open up the space to talk about the practical and the magic together the soul pod and we will um share more with you as soon as we get the page together for it but thank you so much for listening and thanks for coming on the show and hello from barcelona thank (laughs) thank you so much everyone see you later thank you for tuning in to the practical magic podcast this week with me kate taylor If you do enjoy the shows, do head on over to iTunes and hit that subscribe button. That means that every time there's fresh practical magic content, it will get delivered straight to your devices. You do not need to do a thing. And if you have enjoyed this episode or any of the other previous episodes, do head over to iTunes, hit the old star ratings and maybe leave a little comment as well. It really helps to connect to other listeners out there who are in for a big, bold, beautiful life.